With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. No basketball tonight. Got to wait till tomorrow night. But the Nuggets are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. Started out as two, now two-and-a-half-point favorites for tomorrow night, Game 3 in Miami. Stat of the Day brought to you by, as always, Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Jeff Van Gundy, who will be on the call coming up tomorrow night from the Mothership, will join us in the final hour of the program. Mike Florio stops by. We have the NFL investigating Colts defensive back Isaiah Rogers for gambling violations. We'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Got a play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. By the way, the PXG Gen 6 golf clubs deliver remarkable quality, blazing fast ball speeds, outstanding distance, and game-changing forgiveness. Get yours now. Visit pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. Golden Knights up 2-0 in the Stanley Cup final. As <laughs> Thank you, Marvin. As they roll the Panthers 7-2. to Yes, Eden. We had reports from Twitter last night. I believe it was between 15 to 17 seconds, one of the horns. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. So the Golden Knights, uh, the uh, home ice advantage, they laid on the horn just a little bit longer? For at least, one of the, at least one of the goals, yeah. Yeah, okay. they really like, leaned into it. Are they going to get into competition? Now now that it's going back to uh, Florida. According to uh, this person on Twitter, that was a good 17-second long uh, horn after the last goal. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Our audience keeping an eye out for the things that really are important. Nine different Golden Knights have scored at least one goal in this series. That's the most all-time through the first two games of a Stanley Cup final. of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. It was just over a year ago that Calvin Ridley was suspended for a year for wagering on NFL games. Although not the first, he represented the first marquee player to be found in violation of the league's gambling policy in the modern era. You can go back to Paul Horning and Alex Karras back in the 60s, and they were suspended for gambling. But it was April of this year where multiple players on the Lions and also a player on the Commanders received varying suspensions for placing bets on games. And now we fast forward a little over a month later, and Isaiah Rogers is under investigation. They called it habitual betting that reportedly including wagers on his own team. Now he's a sixth-round pick back in 2020 looking to start for the Colts this year. That's in jeopardy. And not much else is really known about this. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk will join us coming up a little bit later on. But with the NFL and other professional leagues going all in on gambling, it's clearly an alarming trend that only looks to be growing. Now, I did talk to somebody with the league office who said, the system works. We caught him. I go, okay, um, I guess you could look at it that way. It feels like they, you know, in reading some of these reports, some of these players may not really realize what they can and can't do, where they can and cannot do it. If these bets were placed in the facility, uh, is there insider information there? Did you bet against your team? 
Did you bet for your team? Uh, are you betting on other sports there? So there's there's gray area here. And the NFL should have seen this coming. I'm sure they did. But if the players are going to seminars, are they hearing this? Do they tune it out? Do they even care about it? But now, you know, Calvin Ridley, it cost him $11 million. That should get your attention. And I was wondering, did the NFL use Calvin Ridley, who's now with Jacksonville, to talk to rookies at a seminar? Did they do something with, maybe it's a Zoom call, where Calvin Ridley talks to them about, hey, I did this and it cost me that. And I don't know if you can get through to somebody who, if they have a gambling problem or they don't think they have a gambling problem and they can get away with it, there's just a lot attached to this right now. And it's not going away because it's, you know, the public is betting, everybody's betting, why can't I bet? Hey, I'm only betting a little bit. It's not a big deal. Hey, I bet on my team to win. Go back to when Pete Rose, uh, this was when I was still at ESPN, admitted to me that he bet on the Reds to win. All of his bets were to win. Well, you can still manipulate a lineup as a manager. And, you know, did do I think Pete only bet on the Reds to win? I do not. I think Pete was trying to win. And that's the thing that I worry about. Having been a gambler, and knowing that you get into a position where now all of a sudden you get a little nervous. I don't want to say desperate, but you get a little nervous. Hey, I'm down $3,000. Well, I could use this information here, and I could maybe get that money back. It happens. It happens with everyday betters. Or you'll go to Vegas. All of a sudden, hey, I have this much to lose. And then you lose that, and you go, ah, you know, maybe I'll get some more money. This This happens. And why do we expect these football players to go, no, I don't have a gambling problem, or I could get away with this. Somebody's got a a burner account here. I could use that. And, you know, these aren't marquee names yet. But that's where, you know, the quarterbacks make so much money, you know, you would think that they would not be tempted to do something like this. But this is a sixth-round draft pick and final year of his contract. Maybe looking to make a little scratch. He's a solid player, kick returner, defensive back. But nobody thinks it's serious until somebody else looks at it and finds out and says, no, no, it's really serious. You can't be gambling. We can't have anything to do with gambling associated with our players. You can't. The integrity of the shield. Even though we blurred the lines here, and it feels like it is commonplace. You know, the NFL is in business with gambling. And once they figured out how much money they were going to make, they were all in on gambling. It's the same with the other sports. Nobody wanted it until they all wanted it, until they figured out what they were going to get. Well, the players are probably saying, hey, you guys are making money. Why not us? But I would have had Calvin Ridley in front of those rookies. I would have had him, and this is what I argued with about Pete Rose. If Pete would have done this and gone to minor league facilities talked to teams, talked to players, and really became almost a resource for baseball to help. He could have worked for Major League Baseball. And I think Pete would have been on the ballot and maybe gone into the Hall of Fame. But Pete wouldn't do that. But Calvin Ridley, I would have asked, I would have said, look, this is part of your punishment and your rehab. We want you to talk about this so people understand And Pete Rose should have done the same thing. Hey, I did this. This is why I did it. Uh, I placed bets. He doesn't even have to get specific as much as say, it could happen to me, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But you get caught up. You get competitive. If you have that gambling gene in your DNA, it's addicting. Then you get down. Now you got to get back up. How do you get back up? Hey, I got some information. Hey, the quarterback twisted his ankle. He's not 100% this week. Then you tell your buddy that. That's how these things work. Everybody is looking for an edge. That's why the NFL lists the injury report. They want to make sure everybody has the same information. That's why you've had you know gambling uh, outlets looking to hire NFL insiders as a full time job. You know, hire Adam Schefter or J- uh, Jay Glazer. They're finding out information that helps them. That's a valuable, valuable commodity here, but. This is where we are with the NFL and other sports. You had gambling with uh, college baseball recently. 
somebody placing a bet in Cincinnati, uh, had to do with Alabama baseball, and it's a coach who's involved in this, a manager. So the tentacles spread out. You, know, you, you see a tree and you go, oh, okay, that's a nice tree. And those roots go a, long different, a lot of different ways here. And that's what's happening with gambling when it comes to sports. And look, we have a great partner in DraftKings. But I caution you all the time. You know, if you're going to gamble, just understand you're not going to win. You're just not. You'll win in the moment. But it's really hard to beat beat the odds. It just is. If you're disciplined and you do it and you want to have fun doing it, but if you think you're going to make a living, think again. I always say entertainment purposes only. Because I went down that road. I know what it's like. And I made money, but I know what it's like when all of a sudden you don't have $2,000, $2,200 after the loss. And now your next bet is really important. So just so you know, you know, it can happen no matter how much money you make. And Pete Rose had everything. It's addicting. It'll get to you. And if it does... uh you know, there's somebody who's going to be selling somebody out here in one of these sports. They just will because they can get inside information. The value of that. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, Seton poll question today. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, and that's our streaming partner. We'll go with the big topic today, Dan. Gambling in the NFL is a widespread problem or isolated? You feel like it's bigger than just these couple of incidents? Yes. But I don't know to what degree. I don't know if they're playing fantasy. Uh, when when you throw out widespread, you know, <laughs> that's and, – and you're throwing in the word spread, too, with widespread. Um, I, I don't know if it's that prevalent, but I don't know what would be considered alarming or widespread. I don't know what numbers the NFL would go, we got a problem here. But this this has to do with us questioning the results of a game. And we go, oh, the ref must be paid off. You, you can't have it. Player drops the ball. Oh, I must be on the take. Like You can't have it. That's the integrity of the sport. You know, Tim Donaghy, the NBA is still, you know, trying to uh, live that down. That's two decades. Oh, okay. I mean, we, we probably have officials now if you have somebody who's going to be officiating and go, uh, home team's not winning this one. And you have people on social media, you know, really paying attention to teams' records when it's a certain ref yeah. officiating. Yeah. Is that Scott Foster? Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, Chris Paul and Scott yeah. Foster. Yeah, Marv. So he was refing game seven when I was at uh, in Boston. And they were Boston fans. Okay, Scott. Like, he's doing warm-ups. Okay, Scott. You know what to do. Come on now. I was like, man. Got the referee out there stretching. Come on. How you feeling, Scott? You good? All right. Come on. That's not good. No, that's not. that's not good. No, no. That would not be good for Adam Silver to be there going, why are they cheering uh, the official? But yeah. don't, don't you feel like maybe part of the problem has always been that refs can remain somewhat anonymous? And maybe we should know them by, like, a first-name basis. How would that help, though? Because then there's more accountability if your name is actually attached to it rather than these refs suck, you know, or the refs are against us or whatever. Now it's like, no, it's Scott is the one that's doing it. Well, I don't think they want somebody being able to go to your house. Remember, <laughs> you know, Don Denkinger had the terrible call in the World Series with the Royals and the Cardinals, and he lived in St. Louis. And all it takes is one one person and find out who you are and your kids. And, you know, people are betting money and it, and it might not seem like a lot, but to them it is. It's just, you know, I go back to 2012 when uh, Roger Goodell talked about, you know, the evils of gambling and that uh, the NFL would not embrace that. They everybody has a price tag. That's what happened. Everybody wanted to know what they were going to get. And then when they saw what they were going to get. You had owners who invested in these uh, gambling companies. They know there's a whole lot of money out there. 
All right, uh, what else do we have? Then we'll take a break. Uh, David Purdom, who is covering sports gambling for ESPN, will be uh, joining us here coming up. He'll walk us through exactly what happened here. And is it a good thing, if you want to say it, that the NFL caught Isaiah Rogers or found out about him? We don't know the extent of this yet. But also, you had some Detroit Lions players gambling from inside the facility. Uh, what else do you have, Seton? Uh, well, this one, Paul, he's a little hot on this one. It's a little side topic, though. But the Bills broke ground on their new stadium yesterday. Mm. The Bills keeping their stadium open air is keeping it real, keeping it real dumb. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> keeping it real cold. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, we'll save that one. We'll talk about that coming up. Save that for later. Yeah, because, you know, Detroit has a dome and Minnesota has a dome, but Buffalo and Green Bay. Imagine if Green Bay said, oh, we're going to have a new stadium and we're going to have a dome. How do you think people would react to that? Buffalo might be number one on my list of places I want to go see a game. Outdoors. I just the elements. anywhere of anywhere. The elements. Of anywhere right now. I, for some reason, that just looks like a real good time. Well, the tailgate's great. The people yeah. are great. And it feels like a town, not a city. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what Lambo. Lambo feels it's a town. It's not a city. And that adds to the charm of it. All right. Let me take a break. We'll talk uh, more about this gambling. Your phone calls are welcome. Uh, operator Tyler standing by 877-3DP-SHOW. Say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. We've all had that anxious feeling when our cell phone batteries are almost dead and then we're in a public place and then we look for a free charging station. But the FBI is recommending avoiding using free charging stations in airports and hotels and shopping centers. Bad actors have found their way to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software into devices. you got to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives, and that's why you need LifeLock. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, loans taken out in your name, crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you, if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect what is yours with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code Patrick. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. 
Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Phone calls coming up. Mike Florio a little bit later on. Jeff Van Gundy will be on the call tomorrow night for the Mothership. Game three, the Miami Heat are favored by two and a half. Big story of the day, though, had to do with gambling in the NFL. And the NFL is investigating the Colts defensive back, Isaiah Rogers, for gambling violations. David Purdom is covering this sport, done a great job. He covers uh, sports gambling for ESPN, kind enough to join us on short notice here. Walk us through this, David. How did we get to this point? How did the NFL, how was it brought to their attention? Yeah, yesterday a website called Sports Handle, it's a website that covers the sports gambling industry, do a real good job. They broke a story that the NFL was investigating a Colts player uh, for what they described as pervasive betting. And eventually when that story came out, we saw everybody started digging in. We got confirmation that it was Isaiah Rogers. Um, it looks like he had opened an account in a, an associate's name and had been betting uh, pretty significantly, not necessarily total money mount, a bet mount. Uh, it was 25 to $50 bets, most of them, but there were a lot of them, like 100 of them. And sources say that included some on Colts games. Was he betting on the Colts to win or lose? Because we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that yet. So um, from my understanding, there were prop bets on player statistics, on game outcomes, on everything. There were a lot of bets being placed. Uh, was was Were any of these bets due with injuries or anything? Like, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the NFL is going to zero in. Obviously, him gambling. Did he gamble at the facility? Uh, what happened with Calvin Ridley and some of these Detroit Lions players, Washington Commander player? Uh what, what is going to be the focus of the NFL, do you believe, on this story? They'll look at it all. And I have the same questions that you do exactly. What was he using to, to place these bets? Did he have any kind of inside information? Where was he placing the bets? A lot of these stories that have been popping up, and this is the eighth uh, player that has been suspended or not yet been suspended, but has been allegedly violated gambling policy. Uh, they've been caught from what they call geolocation process, right? Uh, state regulators, gaming regulators have access to a geolocation portal that when a bet is placed, it pings them and it shows where that bet has been placed at. And if they start seeing a lot of bets from facilities uh, for the NFL, college campuses, college arenas, things like that, they'll look further into it. So that's how some of the other ones have been caught. We don't know if that, this is how this one played out, but uh, it's one of the ways that they do look at this stuff. I uh, don't know if it's the right way to look at it, but somebody with the NFL said, hey, it, our system works. We caught him. Did the NFL catch him or did somebody else catch him? And then the NFL kind of, you know, it's cleaning up after the elephant in the circus. Well, you know, the NFL has really kind of embedded itself in the sports gaming industry. They partnered with sports books. They partnered with state regulators. They have a good line of communication with a lot of the sports books. So when some of this happens, and it usually is caught by gaming regulators or, again, those geolocation providers, you know, they'll relay it to the NFL. So maybe if the NFL didn't identify it, but they put themselves in positions where they would find out quickly. What can the players uh, gamble on legally? So they can bet on any other sport, just not professional football, as long as they're not doing it uh, at a team facility or on traveling with the team or with an illegal sports book. So if they use a regular sports book and they want to bet on the NBA, that's fine. But, see, the big thing I want to know, it's like when Pete Rose told me years ago that he bet on the Reds to win every night. 
Well, he could still manipulate the lineup. Doesn't make sense that he bet on them if he was trying to make money. But if Isaiah Rogers bet against the Colts, even if it's 50 or $100, is that a lifetime ban? You would think so. Uh, anytime a player has uh, stepped out of line like that, it is be a significant penalty. So far, the ones that have been caught to uh, that have bet on the NFL, it's been at least a year suspension before they are allowed to apply for reinstatement. Um, so we'll have to see what the NFL does with this one. You mentioned Pete Rose and betting. A lot of people say, well, if they're betting on their team, why does it matter? Well, were they betting the same amount every time? Did they bet a little less on this game so they didn't try maybe just hard? It's just a can of worms that I don't think the NFL wants to open up at all. Uh, if you're involved in the NFL, you can't bet on the NFL. It's pretty sad, much that simple. And I'm wondering, Calvin Ridley had one of the baddest beats of all time, David. He bet 1500 and it cost him $11 million in salary here. Like at what point, and I don't know what the NFL does with seminars, and maybe it's not even fair to ask you this, but are they trotting out Calvin Ridley to talk to the rookies? Are they, are, are they doing things so these players know, and I'm giving the players a little bit of doubt here, that maybe they don't understand everything that they're allowed and not allowed to do, but damn, you got to grab their attention at some point because you're going to throw away an entire year of salary, if not more. Yeah, 100%. The NFL says it educates 17,000 employees, players, league personnel, everybody, every year on the sports betting policy. Now, the sports betting policy changed just slightly in 2018 when we had the Supreme Court decision that kind of started this launch of sports betting across the nation. Uh, they did switch their policy to allow players to bet on other sports. They did add in that nuance, though, that, hey, you can't bet on team facilities, at team facilities. So, uh, there are some nuance, and I can definitely understand how maybe a player slips by if uh, I was to be tested on all of ESPN's internal policies. I probably would mess, mess something up as well. I can't understand how you bet on the NFL. In your head, in your heart, you know that's wrong. You're playing in it. You're getting inside information. You, you know things that the public doesn't, and you're using that to bet or allowed to bet on it. That doesn't make any sense to me, and it certainly doesn't make any sense to you to risk million-dollar salaries to make a few bets. I get it when an athlete uses PEDs. That's to make his performance better. This is just, hey, I'm gambling, and my friends are doing it, and I'm going to do it as well. What do you think is next in this story? I think there's going to be more mistakes made. We've reported that we're expecting another wave of sports betting uh, violations, potential violations that the NFL is looking in. I've heard upwards of 10 to 15, even up to 20 uh, other players of violations. So I think we're going to see more mistakes in the coming years. There's a theory, an academic theory, where anytime an illicit activity such as betting is introduced into a regulated environment, society takes a little bit to adjust. People don't know exactly what they're allowed to do and what they aren't allowed to do. And eventually it comes to the point where society adjusts and these mistakes and players will learn. These mistakes will kind of diminish a little bit. So I do think we're kind of in that adaptation theory uh, process right now. David, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll be uh, keeping an eye on you following the story. Thank you, Dan. That's David Purdom, and uh, works for the Mothership, covers gambling. We'll talk to Mike Florio next hour about this as everybody's sort of trying to gather information here. And, and here we are in June. Imagine if the story comes out and it's September, October, November. It's during the season. Then all of a sudden, maybe it becomes a little more serious. This is one of those, oh, it's in June of, you know, $50, $100. It starts that way. It starts at 50 and 100 I, I My first bet was $100, Michigan against Indiana football game, and I lost. Well, now I'm down 110 and then all of a sudden, uh, I'll just bet on Purdue and Iowa. Next thing you know, I'm down 220 That's how it happens. And then you're betting a whole lot more than you have. Yes, uh, Seton? I like that we're expecting another wave of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yes, Paulie. Yeah, the Indianapolis Colts in 2022, Dan, were 6-11 and 11 against the spread. So if you if this kid was betting all the games, he would have lost last year. Yeah. But you're seeing it. Now, it's one thing with the NFL or, you know, do I think there are athletes who are doing this? Yes. Uh, I don't know how prevalent. I think in college is what I worry about. Because college is where you get into trouble. That's where somebody says, hey, if you manipulate this, Hey, can you do this? 
hey, could you have a couple of turnovers? Here's the, here's the point spread. It's eight. I need you to keep it under eight. Can you do that? And if you do, I'm going to give you $500. Okay, now I got $500. Well, then the bookie comes back and says, hey, let's do it again. Um, and if you want to get your teammates involved, I'll give them $500. And then all of a sudden they're in. And then once you're in, then they own you because, hey, uh, if you don't continue to do this, I'm going to leak this to the media. You can't call the cops. And that's what happened with Boston College. All of a sudden you're in, and then you can't get out. And I know it sounds like, oh, you know, come on, let's deal with reality. I am dealing with reality. That's how these things happen. Now, I will say that because of, you know, the gambling sites, they're keeping an eye out for their best interest. If they see something, they flag it. They may take it off the board. And, and that's what happens. If they get just a whiff of suspicion, they take it off the board. But these are not big bets. They're kind of fun. You know, it's like when you go into uh, you know, a casino and you go, oh, I'll play blackjack. Hey, all right, I'm playing $25 a hand. Okay, this is fun. Hey, I got drinks. This is good. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're down 200 And then you're like, well, maybe I'll just double it. And then you're down 400 And then you're having more drinks. And then all of a sudden, it, it, it does, it's an avalanche. It is. And for some people, you know, their competitiveness, as I have, will keep them going. Hey, I'm smart enough to beat them. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. If you're smart enough, then you're smart enough to know that you won't beat them. You might rent the money is what I always say. You just rent it, and then you hand it back. Because if you look at what they build in Vegas and some of these other casinos, they're not losing. No. Hey, we're going to have uh, something that looks like uh, Paris. We're going to have, uh, you know, uh, gondolas. It'll look like uh, Venice. I mean, <laughs> there's a reason. Look at the fountains at the Bellagio. There's a reason for that. Now, I have friends who say to me, hey, if you go to a Broadway show and go to dinner, you're going to spend. You're right. That is my entertainment. Your entertainment is going and gambling. Absolutely. I understand that. But I don't think anybody got addicted to Broadway where they spent all their money and they went broke. You know, I I, I went to see mm. Hamilton seven times uh, in a row. I think I, we might be talking to somebody. <laughs> Every accusation is a confession, Dan. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have okay. I have a a, a Broadway show problem here. <laughs> The sports book of Mormon. That's where, that's <laughs> yes. where you go. Yeah. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, and look, I, I don't mean to preach as much as I try to enlighten you on what I went through. And I just caution you. And, and, and you have to let these young, these younger players don't know who Pete Rose is. If, if I ask Isaiah Rogers, hey, got to be careful, Pete Rose, he'd be like, Oh, I watch him on ESPN. He used to play for the Fab Five. No, that's Jalen Rose. Oh, okay, that golfer. No, that's Justin Rose. No, this is Pete Rose. He gave up his entire, he gave up the Hall of Fame because he was addicted to gambling. You have to understand it can happen to you, but you have to get through to them so they understand exactly what you can and cannot do. But then nobody thinks they're going to get caught. The last time you you know you do something wrong and you go yeah I'm gonna get caught it doesn't happen bank robber doesn't go yeah we're gonna get caught somebody using PEDs doesn't go man I'm gonna get caught they do it they run the risk there Doug in North Carolina hi Doug what's on your mind today well this is gonna be a little off topic but you were just talking about how young people don't know who Pete Rose is I want to talk about another young man who doesn't know about another living legend. Yesterday I was listening and I heard something that was just jaw-dropping, shocking. You were doing your tease about this Friday's contest, uh, and I guess it's all Vegas-oriented. Yeah. And um, one of the options that people can vote for is the Rat Pack. And Marvin said, oh, I'm, I'm very excited about this week. I don't know much about the Rat Pack. I know who they are, but I've never heard their uh, music. And I was like, how is it possible that Marvin's never heard Sinatra? So I just wanted to pinpoint okay. that down. Have you ever heard of Frank Sinatra? Have you ever heard of his music? Yeah. Well, Marvin has. Right, Mar? Yeah. yeah. I'm just not well-versed in, like, their album cuts. 
I know. Well, well no, they're they're not a group. The the Rat Pack's not a group. Then what are they? They're individuals who hung, came together, hung together socially. Oh, they're kind of like Wu Tang. I mean, sometimes oh, Wu Tang was a group, <laughs> old old version of Wu Tang. Yes. The Rat Pack also forms like Voltron. Okay, they they, uh, <laughs> they would they would occasionally get together and like Sammy Davis Jr. would come on stage and sing a couple of songs, and Dean Martin would come up and. You know, but it was Sinatra who was the lead guy. But but they weren't a group. They weren't like in sync. You know, they they were just the Rat Pack. That that's how they ran together. Peter Lawford doesn't Peter get L- much run. No, he's not a the Rat Pack. Hey, Peter Lawford was not a musician. Joey Bishop, comedian, gets but notoriety notoriety wise, they're probably the least. Yeah, oh yeah, by far. Yeah. Yes, Bowen. Yeah, they did a series of variety shows on stages in, in Vegas, and Peter Lawford was an actor. He wasn't even a singer, but he was a bro- brother-in-law to Jack Kennedy. He was related to the Kennedy family, so he got the connection with them. And Joey Bishop was a very famous comedian. They were yeah. kind of vibes guys then. Yeah. Yeah. Just set the vibe. Hype set man. the mood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Was Tom. Don Rickles considered part of that group, or not really? He was just kind of his own standalone thing. Every time you think of those guys, Rickles kind of pops up. I think that he was, he made Sinatra laugh. The celebrity roast, maybe those Dean Martin roast them. Yeah. I think he opened up for Sinatra. And uh, I think there's, who was the other one? Tom Dreesen? Tom Dreesen. He's from my hometown. He was, uh, thank you, Paul. He uh, would open up for Sinatra uh, a lot later in his life. Uh, let me see. Get another phone call in here. Uh, Ryan in North Carolina. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dan? Good, bud. Um, so you guys are talking about, like, Tim Donahue and all this stuff. Uh, I was wondering if you or any of the Danettes have seen. There's two documentaries on Netflix, one about Tim Donahue and everything he went through. But now, since you were talking about, you know, the point shaving in college basketball, there's one on Netflix. It's about Arizona State in yep. the early 90s. Yep. It's so, so interesting. And I was just wondering your take on those and if any of you guys have seen them. Yeah, I've seen both of them. And... Uh... I was a little more involved with the Tim Donaghy documentary. Uh, some people who worked on it, I uh, talked to them frequently. Um, and the Arizona State gambling, it, it, it can happen easier in basketball. You just need one person. But I just worry about college because you can get to a college student. He's not making the money. And uh, if you have any, you know, there's no parental guidance there. It just, it just feels like that's still a loophole. That 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 one, and and we've had some gambling allegations that have come out here recently in the uh, last six weeks or so in in college athletics. All right, let me take a break. Got our play of the day coming up next. More phone calls as well. Mike Florio will have more on this coming up next hour, and Jeff Van Gundy will stop by the final hour of the program. We're back after this. Sometimes it's not fair. I look at the other guys' golf clubs and I go. Sorry about that. Then they look at mine, they go, custom fitted. And I go, yeah, yeah, pxg.com. You can uh, visit pxg.com, find the uh, nearest PXG fitting location, and get custom fitted. Now, they have the all-new 0317 CB Players Irons. Those are for the elite-level players. I'm not there. The uh, latest irons, that, that expands the 0317 family. They have the Super Tour irons as well. Solid body design, limits face movement, produces high spin rate performance, thick face solid body construction delivers very consistent distance control for the highly skilled players as with all the pxg irons you can blend your set let's say the elite players they want to have a gap wedge through a seven iron and then a six uh six through a three iron in the 0317 cbs you can do all of that but go in and get fitted pxg.com to find the nearest pxg fitting location that's pxg.com Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. 
Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or, I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick slash promos. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Check this out. Galliot gains the zone with an Adio. Touch pass and a shot. Score! Brett Howden, second of the game. It's a power play goal. 7-2 Golden Knights. 2-0-8 to go third period. Nine different Golden Knights have scored at least one goal in this series. That's most all time through the first two games of a Stanley Cup final. That's courtesy of Fox Sports Las Vegas. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by My Plan from Verizon, giving you control over your phone plan. You get what you want, only pay for what you need. What a novelty. A, uh, we celebrate that by giving you control over Marvin's Cookout playlist this week. Go to danpatrick.com right now, then tune in Friday to hear your winning playlist. Marvin is ready with the Las Vegas, the iconic Las Vegas axe. Tons of Rat Pack. Let's go. But once again, the Rat Pack is not a group, a like a performing group, like anybody a band. That, anybody that was a part of the Rat Pack. That's like when I say Wu-Tang, it doesn't have to be Wu-Tang by itself. It could be Method Man. It could be Ghostface. You, you're familiar with Ghostface, right? Yeah, Ghost, okay. Ghostface Killer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I will never disrespect you ever again, DP. I'm really sorry. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> That's okay. Right now, uh, by the way, Rat Pack running away with it. <laughs> Uh, they're at about 40%. Elvis coming in with 34% of the vote. Then there's sort of a Tom Jones, Celine Dion, unfortunately, Wayne Newton. Mm. Just not registering right now. Sorry, Wayne. Wayne gave his donkey shame. I don't know if you hear that song and you go, damn, that's a good song. Speak for yourself. Okay. (laughs) Tom in Cincinnati. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind today? 
Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Five nine, Dad. Bod one ninety. All right. The uh, I uh, I was trying to think about how to help your younger viewers relate to what the Rat Pack was. And first thing that came to mind was the show Entourage, mm-hmm. except each of the people probably had a bit more cachet as individuals. And then I also thought about uh, how the NBA. There's certain players, LeBron, Chris Paul, Carmelo, that used to vacation together and. It just the public pays attention to what they do as a as a collective, even though there's no actual bond or necessity for them to be. Well, together. you could watch Ocean's Eleven. That that was a Rat Pack movie, and uh, they remade that. Danny Ocean, but I don't know. Do we have to explain the Rat Pack? I mean, I don't think so. Huh. Marvin, you good with the Rat Pack now? I'm perfect with the Rat Pack. I mean, everybody knows Frank Sinatra, what Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., right? Yeah, I would think. And then those other guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were they the rat part of the pack, or were they the pack part of the rat pack? (laughs) Andrew in Washington. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan and Danette. Thanks for taking my call. I, I have a gambling question, but I do have some untrained eye stats. Um, when Jokic has eight or fewer assists in a game, the Denver Nuggets are 7-13 and 13 in those 20 games. And also, when he scored over 40 points in the playoffs, they're 0-3. So I don't know what Spo has to say about that, but I do believe the Miami Heat, you know, Ramona Shelvin should get a, some flowers and an apology from that. She's way better than how Spo treated her. But um, on the gambling aspect of it, do you think that some of these athletes are using gambling as an outlet for their ultra-competitiveness because they're not getting as much playing time? They've come up through the ranks. They were probably all all state, all league, all whatever. But now they're in the NFL, and they're just not getting as much playing time getting those juices out. How much of it is just their competitive juices wanting to be got out? I think that that factored in with somebody like Michael Jordan or Pete Rose. But I don't know Isaiah Rogers. And, And maybe. I don't know what triggers you that you go, oh, I love gambling or drinking or smoke, whatever it is. You know, we have this gene in our body that uh, gets triggered sometimes. Now, some people take it to uh, the nth degree. Yes, Eden. Isaiah Rogers was set to get a big bump in pay this year. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And he was going to be a starter, I think, in 2023. Update the poll results if you can, Seaton. Yep. Uh, Dan, let me do that for you. Right now we have up there, gambling in the NFL is a widespread problem or isolated uh, 70% of the audience, this is early voting, though, 70 uh, 30 say it's a widespread problem. You know, I'll talk to Mike Florio about that, get a sense from him of, you know, we keep seeing these isolated incidents, but then they're not as isolated anymore. It might be one, two, three, four, five, and now you're hearing that maybe it's going to be. 20 players who are going to be involved in this when it's all said and done with this second investigation. The Chiefs went to the White House yesterday, and I like that the podium was all set up, the microphone was there, and all of a sudden they're waiting for the president, and Travis Kelsey is going to go up and speak at the podium, and all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes grabs him like, no, 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 we're we're not going to give you open mic night here at the White House. Who knows what Travis Kelsey would say if he got there on the microphone? I mean, and he's become a big deal. It's hard to become a big deal if you're not a quarterback. And Travis Kelsey has become a big deal. You're hosting Saturday Night Live by yourself? I think Joe Montana did it with Peyton Manning. Uh, Walter Peyton, I should say. Uh, Manning did it by himself, but uh, Tom Brady did it by himself. You know, these are quarterbacks who are getting these kind of... uh, opportunities here. Travis Kelsey's a big deal, man. He is. Great personality as well. Uh, Jimmy in Detroit. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind today? Uh, not bad, Dan. Uh, 290. Uh, that's where I'm at there. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Rat Pack, I mean, maybe to explain it to, to him a little bit better, is if you remember those old Dean Martin roasts? Yep. Most of the Rat Pack... Rack would show up on those. I mean, and I, I think it was like, uh, uh, what's his name, the uh, the comedian that cuts everybody down. I think he was kind of just like an honorary guest, uh, Don I, Rickles. Yeah, Don Rickles. I think Sinatra loved Don Rickles because Rickles made him laugh. 
don't think that's uh... and there's the um, the scene in Casino where Don Rickles playing Don Rickles and his job was to make people laugh and I think that's what he did with Sinatra but if you're watching Entourage or you're watching Ocean's Eleven then you're getting a sense of what it was like as they traveled in a pack their Rat Pack. Swingers had a little bit of that. Right, like a, a JV version. Yes, yes. And then the 80s had the Brat Pack. Yes. Right? And that was like Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez. Estevez. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Anthony uh, Michael Hall. Uh, Rob Judd Nelson. Lowe. Rob Lowe. Sure. Yeah. He, uh, I think, was he a Brat Packer? I think he was. Uh, yes, Mark. What about the Frat Pack? With Will Ferrell and Ben Stiller, they, had a, <laughs> they got a Wikipedia page. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Hmm. A bunch of guys that appeared in each other's movies, a bunch of comics. Oh, okay. Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Steve Carell. Vince Vaughn. See you in there as well? Yep, Paul okay. Rudd. All right, well, thank you, Marv. You're making a comeback. Two more hours to go. Mike Florio will join us, and Jeff Van Gundy. Hope you will as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 